one morning, sometime soon, I know that you are going to wake up and you're going to realize that you want to achieve something big. I mean really big. Something that eclipses anything that you thought was previously possible. I know it's going to happen to you. I know it will. It happened to me. I woke up one morning and wanted to run 1300 kilometers. You never know. It might happen to you too. It might be something that you want to do, right? I love the fact that I've achieved something that I thought was impossible for me. There's so much satisfaction that comes from it, but perhaps one of the most playful and fun pieces of satisfaction is when I tell random people that I've run 32 marathons in 19 days. I love the look that comes onto their face. At first, there's this dullness while their brain is trying to work through those numbers. And then either one of two things happens. Either their brow furrows and their eyebrows become heavily hooded over their eyes and they stare at me with that look that says, are you not a well person? Or else a spark of curiosity appears in their eyes. And they go, how did you do that? When it comes to giving them an answer, the, the playful monkey inside of me can't help but to come out. I check that I have a bit of space around me and I put my left foot out in front of me and I say, well, I put my left foot there and then I get my right foot and I put it in front of my left foot. And then I get my left foot and I put it in front of my right foot. And I just repeat that, usually somewhere around 1.7 million times. I know that sounds like I'm being a little bit cheeky and obtuse, but it's the reality. It's why I'm an unstoppable runner. It's because I focus on taking one step at a time. I focus on the micro moments of progress. It's a really important mind shift. It's a simple one, a subtle one, but a powerful one. Let me talk you through it. Firstly, let's start with what's going on out on the road when I'm running 1300 kilometres. I have a support crew with me, usually about four people who are in a vehicle. They drive that vehicle ahead anything between two to five kilometres, usually a five kilometre stretch if I'm feeling well, and then I run to that vehicle. I'll have a, a drink on me and maybe a snack of food to get me through that 5Ks, but I run to that vehicle they check in that I'm okay, they drive ahead another 5Ks and then I run again another 5Ks and we just keep repeating that routine hour after hour, day after day. I've got some really strict rules around how the crew interacts with me. I have one head crew person on both my big runs, it's been Brad Smithers who's the co-founder of Run Against Violence. He's the only person who is allowed to ask me if I want food. He's the only person who is allowed to give me information. The reason I do that is so there is one point of communication. It makes the communication much clearer. I found in the early days of ultra running, when I was learning how to be an ultra runner and I had multiple crew around, everyone would bombard you with questions and my brain goes into overload. So I sort of worked out what information I need and when delegating that role to somebody else he obviously needs to go and sleep and eat and rest he's not there just to purely serve me (laughs) 
point I forget every now and then. But <laughs> but that routine remains. There's always just that one point of communication. Another one of my big rules out on the road is nobody is allowed to give me data unless I ask for it. I learnt very early on in my ultra running growth, career, well, call it whatever you want, early on. I learned that enthusiastic crewy can actually be the trigger for my run coming undone. Let me give you an example to demonstrate what I mean. I was running 1300 kilometres and people would arrive on the roadside and say to me, wow, you've only got 500 kilometres to go. Or even for the day, they might say, wow, you've come 30, that means you've only got 60 kilometres to go today. Those numbers are way too big for my brain to take in and it feels like an insurmountable mountain of kilometres to get done. That triggers that fear response in my brain. And what does that cause me to do? You know this because you learnt this back on day six, is that pushes me back onto the lounge or in ultra running, that means I stop running. I feel like I need to get back in the car. I feel like I need to rest. My body starts shutting down purely because it had a bit of information that took a risk and made it into a very big fear. But there's more to this than simply triggering a fear response. It is also part of my risk management process because all of those kilometres, whether it's 500 kilometres more to go or 60 kilometres for the day, are completely irrelevant if I fall over taking the next step. When you're out on the roadside, it's not smooth sailing. You've got to make sure you're careful lifting your feet and not tripping over in a little pothole or on those little cat's eyes that sit on the, the side of the road and reflect at night. Those things are deadly. If I catch one of those with my toes, I'm over. If I do an ankle, well, injure myself, hit my head, anything like that, it's game over. So every step matters. So I can't afford to have my brain drifting off, wondering what kilometre number 700 is going to feel like. I have to make sure my focus is in the moment. Where is my foot about to land? Am I maintaining my good running form so that by kilometre 700 I'm not having problems? Am I eating right? Am I drinking? All of this stuff is the stuff that I focus on. My joy and satisfaction comes from knowing that I have just run the best kilometre that I can. I'm not focused on how I'm going to run the next kilometre or the next 100 kilometres. It's all about executing in those micro moments of progress. I also set myself little goals, such as how long it's going to take me to run 5Ks. I set a time frame of around 45 minutes per 5 kilometres. If I'm under that, I give myself a high five for bagging it. If it's over that, that's cool too. It's just a game I play with myself as I go along. But again, it's micro. It's focused on where I am and what's going on and I do that to the best of my ability. If you too can make that same mind shift, get away from focusing on the gap, get away from the big numbers, get away from having to achieve big and focus on being your best in that moment and reward yourself with recognising those micro moments of progress, that's when you will access a whole new level to your personal power. We can't 
influence the past. It's already done. It's already cast in stone. We can't influence the future because we don't know what the future is. But you can influence how you are in this moment right now. And if you choose to do that moment to the best of your abilities, the future will take care of itself. Anything, everything that has been achieved in this world that is big, that is the impossible of other people, anything like that has been achieved through micro moments of progress.